All right, hello everybody, and welcome back to another session of Dragon Mark Symphony here on Natural One Media. My name is Dylan. I'm your DM for the evening. Here with my friends, as we uh, come off the tail end of a very climactic battle, as our party uh, finally met with and confronted uh, the one and only three apostate, uh, formerly the right hand of. King Boronel uh, of the Nation of Brayland, and a very uh, tumultuous battle occurred. Um, quick question, did you guys win or lose? Yes. Well, we, we're alive and we're still playing this, so I'm going to say we won. Yeah. Okay. Just checking. I just want to make sure y'all were y'all were had your heads in the game. Okay. It still says Dragon um, Symphony down there, uh, and my character is still Silva. Uh, therefore, victorious. I came real close to dying like multiple times throughout this whole thing. I yeah, I, see, I seem well, to recall that some real, uh... some characters uh, got slapped around a little bit. I seem to recall. Johannes was like some of the most of that. Johannes was like, "I'll lead the charge and walk <laughs> within walking <laughs> distance of the, the of the final boss," and then uh, got obliterated as a squishy right. rogue. Yeah. Yeah. You needed to let your tank, the wizard, get in front of you. I say that. Yeah, basically. That is the most when, when will, ironic When statement. will y'all learn? When will y'all learn to let the wizard tank let lead the wizard go first? <laughs> Literally never thought that, that would have to It's like you don't statement. know how RPGs work. <laughs> like I never thought that would be a real statement I would make. Mm -hmm. <laughs> nonetheless, uh you also had managed to completely dismantle the conduit, the, this beacon that was at the very top of the tallest tower of the castle, and that seemingly was being used to sort of send out this arcane magic that was controlling all the warforged in the area uh, and turning them hostile. So with it destroyed, it would appear the conflict has been resolved, um, though the lasting effects remain to be seen. Uh, but you all are currently still standing in the great hall uh, of the uh, of the castle Broken Blade, and we will actually return back over to uh, said hall as we swap back. Uh, oh God, he's still alive. We're gonna <laughs> just uno momento. Uh, we're gonna take a big old bump. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we left off. All of you are still standing here in the great hall on either side of this enormous throne, which now houses the uh, unmoving body of three. Uh, on either side, there are these groups of hostages that were being held in place by these sort of like magical fields uh, of energy, keeping them bound there. Um, this included uh, King Boronel himself uh, over on the right-hand side. And uh, as you all stand there, there is a kind of like a uh, that rings through the air as the force fields uh, break away, just sort of shatter and fall apart. Uh, and the people that were in them are suddenly released, and there's gasps of surprise as people sort of steady themselves and hold on to each other. And looking around, um, 
the the sunlight is peeking through the windows now as we get into the morning proper um casting these sort of like rainbow prismatic effect across the floor of the hall uh and as the dust settles what do y'all do um i mean i'll begin looking to tend to well anybody that uh is willing to uh take my assistance certainly uh you move towards the people and you see that they're they're very cautious as you move toward them not entirely sure whether or not to trust you um but as you approach the the demeanor on some of them soften uh and they begin to whisper to each other hey, all right do you need anything do you need aid who here needs aid does someone need aid who needs help uh and they just sort of begin communicating with each other and with you as you as you begin helping them um go ahead and make a perception check for me all of us or uh i'm gonna say silva specifically just so okay. oh no bring another gamer die gamer as it can get that my dice are liquid cool. Uh, perception, yes. It's a 22. Mmm. Spicy. Okay. Uh. <laughs> so you know. Not like that. Uh. <laughs> you know, there's a couple things. I'm tired. If you get it, you get it. You notice a couple things. Spicy. Uh, you notice a couple things. Firstly, uh, the people that were being held prisoner here are not just guardsmen of, of the castle. Uh, it is also, it appears to be some of the townsfolk. Uh, many of them are dressed in different clothing from each other. It is, it is townsfolk. It is, uh, local lords. It is, uh shopkeeps all sorts of people uh the second thing that you notice is that uh when you go to uh when you step forward to begin aiding these people uh a few of them sort of step forward as if to um sort of to escort the king towards you uh, as if to like make sure that he is administered aid first uh but he takes a hand and places it on the shoulder of one of the people and sort of recedes back into the group and uh sort of presses others forward um ahead of him just sort of sinks back into the group a bit to let others pass Right, I mean, yeah. Um, honestly, I mean, yeah, nothing. I mean, mostly it's just going to be getting people, like, untied. You know, not, I mean, inevitably, I can't necessarily do anything that would be outside of a medicine check uh, mm -hmm. at the moment. But 
Alright. And the uh, the rest of you, what would you like to do? Um, I'm going to m- maintaining uh, like v- vigilance as uh, as all of like this is going on. Uh, just kind of gesture to Nathaniel and be like, uh, you could probably be of most help to them. I'm gonna go uh, check uh, check three out and make sure everything's fully done and see if there's anything of importance that we can find. I'll move up to three and kind of start checking uh, their body and like kind of look for anything that could uh, be a sign of like, oh, this, you know, they were also being controlled or no, it's just like of their own volition or anything that stands out. Okay. Uh, I want you to make, you're going to make two checks here. Okay. You're, you're going to make an investigation check and then you're going to make a medium check. Okay. Um, investigation is a 16. Okay. And then medium is an eight. Okay. Uh, you looking over the the body here, it, it is, uh, it's difficult at first because it's covered in head to toe and all of this like heavy armored plating. It's difficult to see anything clearly. You can, of course, see the large, uh, these large gaping wounds in the torso, uh, from where... Silva had left her mark and uh the sort of the the muscle and the the tissue within has been seared through and there is sort of like this very faint like a periwinkle blue of uh embers burning inside uh slowly working away at the at the tissue uh, the body itself is completely motionless, and as you sort of check the for any signs of like breathing, any signs of of life or anything, you feel a presence sort of dance around you, travel through your hand and back, and there is no response. There is no trace of life left in this body. Not even a soul. Nor do you detect one in the immediate area around you. He is gone. Um, I'll go ahead and uh, make sure that the that fire is extinguished. So that that doesn't potentially spread anywhere. It's um, It's interesting because it's kind of... The, the tissue within the wound is being burnt away and it's going it's traveling inward rather than outward mm-hmm. um and as it does the the embers slowly get smaller and smaller until they disappear completely somewhere deep within the torso um it's some sort of a residual effect of the weapon that that silva was using gotcha okay uh doing that then uh after i 
verify all of that, I'll just kind of place my hand on the head and I hope your soul found safety elsewhere. And then kind of stand up and go down back towards the bottom of the stairs. All right. Uh, Silva. As you continue to um, aid these people, uh, Nathaniel comes up next to you as well. Uh, And he sort of looks amongst the group. He looks like he's kind of searching for something, like he's looking, looking out for something. And after searching for a moment, just sort of gives you like a, like a bit of a curt nod and turns and walks away. I don't necessarily know what that means, but um, it's going to continue uh, assisting people. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you do so. You find that a lot of the people um, in in both groups, if anybody assists the other group as well, you'll find that both groups, the, the people here are, some of them have cuts or scrapes and bruises, but for the most part, there are no grievous injuries. Um it seems that, that dude on the ceiling. Uh, injuries we found since coming into the castle. <laughs> Been mainly that dude on the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the people here, at least, are if if not unscathed, then at least not terribly harmed. Uh, providing aid to them is easy, and as you continue to do so, the remaining people begin to trust you more and are are less uh less shaken by your presence um one of them does speak up is it over is it done yes he's slain it's over now A woman speaks. Where should we go? What what happens next? We're... Now the lot of you go home. Your quarters, your part of the castle. Just remember. The Warforged you see on the street. They're going to be around. They will have no knowledge of what they have done, what they were doing. Their minds were taken from them. But they will need just as much help as you will. The woman nods. Very well. I, I can lead this group out through the West Gate. Um... The the second group, if they're all right, we can take them as well. Uh, my my king, and and she turns and gives a slight bow. My king, if I may, I I can take these people to safety in in the city. Uh, 
Unless there is someone waiting outside for us. The king steps forward and says, Go ahead and do so. You serve your people well. Thank you. I'm sorry you had to go through this. All of you. And he sort of looks to everyone. And you see all of these people turn and give him their attention when he speaks. All of you have been through so much today. It would be uncruel, unkind to ask all of you to go back to your normal lives after this. I can ask only for your patience as we resolve this matter fully. For now, please, do not worry about your duties to the castle. Go, return to your families. See that they are alright, that they are safe. We will take care of everything here. Go now. The woman has again. Thank you, my lord. Uh, everyone follow me. We're going to leave through the western gate. Uh, and she begins to lead these sort of groups of hostages and brings them around the stairway. You see as they pass, a few of them nervously glance up at the throne where the body of three still lays. Uh, very visibly shaken by what's happened. And they all begin to sort of file out in sort of a loose line out through... Uh, through the main doors uh, and heading back outside. Sorry, that's a little weird. The king uh, turns to you, Silva. I was never one for speeches. I'm afraid any words of praise I can give you would not be eloquent enough to meet your station. But do know that I am thankful. I am so thankful that you all came in our time of need. We are in your debt. What is your name, my child? I am Silva. I do not recognize you, Silva. I feel that if I had known you in the past, I would, but... Something tells me that you are not of this city, is that correct? I was for a time. I, I was for a time, and then I was conscripted into the war from here. Though my time here, I did not take any form of limelight. But apparently I gained some type of a nickname through the war.
which I need to look up quick. <laughs> if he can make a high enough insight check, he might find the for you. Uh, and that's a natural 20, so yes, he does. Whoa. <laughs> nice. Because it is, it looks like painful. Yeah. Bless you. Thank you. It's okay. If I sneeze more than once, I'm not sick. Right. Got Solid you. logic there. Yep. It's a family thing. <laughs> it's all right, child. Something tells me you took on a different role today than the angel of hell that people may know you as from before. I don't remember it being that. <laughs> I definitely didn't remember it being that. Remember <laughs> the angel part? I didn't remember it being of hell. Make a make a history check. I thought it was something else. <laughs> make a make a history check. We might refresh your memory here. Let's <laughs> because I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure Sander is the one of it. Sander or Norag? Uh, that's uh, 19. 19. Yeah, uh, Norak Landis and Sander recognize you uh, as the Northern Angel of Hell. Uh, which is the, the... hell part. I'll be honest. Uh, <laughs> I really Which didn't... was this sort of almost like a folklore tale uh, of this a being that would visit wounded soldiers and play music for them. Um, there are splinters of this sort of, you know, uh, the word is escaping me, but this, this story uh, as far as the different characteristics of the quote-unquote angel and uh, what she does when she visits, but... Um, it's not a very common tale, but there are some that have heard it, especially those who fought in the Northern. But nonetheless, uh, King Boronel looks at you with piercing eyes and says, Today you are something different. And you put your life on the for myself and for my people. And for that I am grateful. Well, just I. For the companions that Likely poured more blood than I had today. Indeed. Could you please... I would like to speak with them as well. Could you bring me to them? 
Uh, do you need a hand? Are you injured in any way? Just old habits. Okay. I could technically ask all of them to come to me, but I feel humbled in this moment. Also, you do not need to remain in this corner much longer. <laughs> Please, let us meet your friends. We have manners to discuss. The rest of you will see as uh, Silva and the king uh, sort of walk towards the center of the chamber there. Um, the king makes eye contact with each and every one of you. Uh, standing beside Silva, he just sort of uh, waits patiently for everyone to return to where they're standing. So we're like right in front of the, the steps there. Mm-hmm. Okay. All of you. Uh, We all here. Dak? Uh, Dak is sitting at the top of the stairs, uh, just looking at Three's body for a while. Dak, come down here. Oh. Of course. He gets up and takes one last look before. Uh, going down the stairs fully to be with everybody. Everyone. I am at a loss. That I could allow something like this to happen within my kingdom is an embarrassment on the surface and a betrayal deep down. I have failed in my duty as a protector of this nation. And where I faltered, you picked up the reins and steered us back to safety. You are all I thank you. And I'm sorry for whatever you have had to go through to reach this moment. It is for the best of all of us, Your Highness, that we uh, we did what we did. 
Nothing good could have come from this situation. And there was very, very powerful magic at play here. Uh, something that made it a lot easier uh, to have security bypassed to allow this to happen. What sort of magic? How is this accomplished? From the other side of the hall, you hear a voice ring out. Old magic, your highness. A powerful thing. Able to stretch out far beyond the land in ways that we could not possibly predict. You all look, and you see coming in from the western doors. Three people leading a small group of soldiers, armed fully. You see... Vron. You see Deirdre. And leading the charge. Looking a bit battered, but still upright. Caspian Durant. The group moves towards you. And as they approach, you see the faintest hint of a smile on the corner of Caspian's mouth. To even begin to describe what happened here would... Well, it is not an easy conversation to have. Based on our findings, this is a... This is a foul plan that stretches back generations. Years in the making. They were tricky, my lord. They slipped through our fingers. Vron speaks, his voice booming. Indeed. If you must levy any blame, do so upon us. For we were unable to unearth this plot until these people, and he gestures to all of you, were able to provide their findings and their insight and help us to unlock the secret. Were it not for them, we would have been scrambling. The king nods. Indeed. In this moment, I am not seeking blame or punishment. If we must speak on responsibility, we shall do so later, Admiral. And Vran bows and says, Indeed, my lord, forgive me. Captain Durant? Yes. Yes, my king. What brought these people here? How did they come to the city in the first place? Caspian says. That is my doing, my lord. 
They were aboard the rail when it was attacked. I... I singled them out, and I brought them into the investigation as witnesses. <clears throat> they were under my charge, and it is my responsibility to, to watch over them. It is my fault that they are here. I apologize for putting civilian lives in danger. The king looks at him. Is this the only thing you feel sorry for, Captain? I see fear in your eyes. Caspian. I... In my time working with them, I've come to appreciate them, and if I may be so bold, I worried for their safety, and to not be here with them was very difficult for me. I allowed myself to be attached emotionally. I should know better. I'm sorry. Vron puts a hand on his shoulder. Perhaps just this once, your tendency for compassion may have helped inspire them to continue to help us. Though in the future it would be wise to run your decisions by us more thoroughly than you have. Yeah, Caspian, way to get complimented and then, then immediately a criticism. <laughs> that sounds like a uh, real if... manager right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I may, we there's absolutely no way that uh, we would have been able to make it this far and do the things that we had done without Caspian by our side. So I think yes, we, we were the ones that ended up destroying the conduit and defeating three, but we wouldn't have even gotten to this stage without Caspian. Caspian has been our backbone, my rock in this operation. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, if I may, I apologize for interrupting. The King Boronel looks to you. Young one, your eye, are you all right? Um, I was priest intimidation. Uh, good, sir. I'll cover those. <laughs> I knew it. I knew we were going to go there. <laughs> He's not wrong. <laughs> Corellian right. healthcare is so, <laughs> so strange. <laughs> <laughs> Back in Riedro, you just go there and pay 20 ruples. Um, anyways. <laughs> Dak looks to the king. Um, that's aside, um, it is not an over-exaggeration to um, say that Prince Caspian has been probably the sole reason why we are still alive to this point. You did we not. all are not alone. <laughs> you did not. And uh, that deserves to be known. Thank you. Thank you for saying so. You're welcome. Dad takes the sea on the steps. If this king turns around and goes to look at Casimir and goes, my son. <laughs> oh, I man. I, I, lose my <laughs> I lose my mind. I might end the stream right there. <laughs> I don't I don't know if I can rewrite the campaign in the next hour and fifteen minutes, guys. <laughs> At least Caspian's not know. a nepotism. I had, a ne I had to do that in about five minutes. I can't handle Caspian being a nepotism baby. <laughs> your, your son. Join the Black Lanterns. I'll put a good, a good word for you. Do y'all like? I mean, that's how that's how it went, bro. Yeah. Do you wanna? Uh, is that something y'all are like? Do you wanna make any kind of like an insightful check on that? Or I would love to make an insight check. You're seriously check. curious about? Okay. I would love to make an insight check. I would also love to make an insight check. Yeah. Can I glean anything from their from their exchange? I rolled yeah, a seventeen. Check. Okay. I rolled well, a 12. 12. Sure. Alright. Um, um, you know what? I'm going to use a magical guidance that I now have. Uh, you spent a social okay. points to re-roll that. Uh, okay. So it might be better or it might be worse. It'll be funny either way. Um, it's worse by one. It's an 11 now. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Alright, well that'll be an 18 for me. 18. Okay, that's good, because the DC was 40, so we're going to move on. Uh, <laughs> well, damn. I respect it. Vron, Vron says to the... That. Uh -huh. Vron <laughs> says to the king... My king... Deadass? We have... <laughs> On God, 
Uh, my king. We are already making preparations to move everybody. The remaining hostages have all been secured, and they are being taken to medical tents for healing. We have also begun the process of clearing the fields in front of the castle. There have been some complications in that regard, but we are hoping to... We are hoping to settle them quickly. Are they or are they not related to the Warforge that now don't understand why they are currently carrying weapons? Well, it's... And at that moment, the one of the doors bangs open and... Uh, you hear the sound of a one of the one of the city guard going. Now you can't just barge in the hang on, and you hear another uh high and metallic say, "I will." In fact, uh, stepping forward into the hall, you see a warforged. As a matter of fact, very tall, thin, draped in an extremely decadent purple robe with a high collar they move forward at a brisk pace King Borna you are alright I hope uh the king looks over to him hello Darius it is a pleasure to see you in my halls again is everything all right? Uh, the Warforged clasps his hands together. No. No, my lord, I am afraid it is not all right. For you see, there are piles of dead Warforged bodies littering your castle grounds. Soldiers have taken to desecrating the corpses of my brethren and have simply thrown them aside as opposed to providing them with a proper burial and I will not stand for this injustice. Now I know that there has been turmoil as members of my ilk have been seemingly turned against the people but I will not stand for this mistreatment this disrespect towards them. These bodies, and he sort of whips his hand and almost smacks the city guard in the face. These bodies should be tended to with the utmost care and respect, and they should be buried properly. Uh, the king looks to him and says, I agree, Darius, I agree. It is clear in my absence that poor decisions have been made in regards to how we handle this situation. It matters not that these warforged not too long ago were hostile in their actions. They were citizens of Rote as well. And they deserve to be treated with respect, even after death. He turns to Vron. Vron, you will see to it that all of these Warforged are given a proper burial. Honorary. And their families will be tended to as well. Is that understood? Vron 
Nazi's head. Indeed, my lord. We shall see to it. And he looks to Darius. Darius. <laughs> yes. Well, that is all I came to say. I am to understand that the conflict has reached a suitable conclusion then. And the king nods and says, yes. The terror is over. Darius goes, well. Very well then. Uh, and he takes his robes and kind of swings them as he turns with the huff and storms back out of the out of the hall. The king sighs. This will haunt me later. The kingdom's relations with Warforged are going to be very strained for a while. There will be meetings, talks. We will have to act carefully and swiftly. Vron nods. And we shall. He looks to all of you. Thank you again for your service. The King's Lanterns are forever in your debt. Of course. Whatever you choose to do next, please. Do so with the understanding that you can always come to us if you are in need of aid. Much appreciated. It's a tremendous IOU. Um, I, I, I think what might help uh, with uh, hopefully improving some relations is uh, the remnants of the conduit and all that stuff are still at the top of the tower. Um, so that's I would I would say that is you know pretty good evidence of the occurrences, even though none of the Warforged have any memories of this occurring. Um, yeah, I, I think that would be best if I would, I would imagine, you know, how to get there, uh, like kind of looking at from, but you said not, the tallest tower. Yeah. It we had to be done. go, we had to go through some weird passages to get into it. Um, um, it's the only reason I bring it up. Don't worry, we have means of reaching the tower ourselves. Right. He snaps his fingers. <sighs> Ofnir. And one of the guards comes right around to him. Yes. Yes, Admiral. Take the rest of this unit up to the Tellus Tower. I want you to examine the remains of this conduit. Gather as much of it as you can without damaging it further. Clean the area, remove all traces of magic. Yeah, it did the guard blow nods. up. The guard nods. It will be done. The three of you, uh, Alexi, Ofnir, with me. Uh, he takes uh, three or four of the guards and they move past you and head out of the hall. Fraun turns to all of you. Yes. Uh, there, there are... Just a few notes. There are some bodies that we had to stash under beds so that we would avoid making a big deal uh, 
of getting caught and potentially alerting everyone else. Um, as well as, I believe, my companions found a very mutilated uh, human stuck to a ceiling in one of the rooms. I understand. Just so you're aware. I've already deployed several units throughout the floors of the castle to do a sweep. If there's anything left there, they will find it. They've already found some additional civilians and hostages peppered throughout the castle and have retained them and have brought them to safety. Good. I believe one of them actually wanted to speak to you. What was the name? What was the name? He kind of looks to Casmin. Casmin says, yes, there was a... There was a gentleman, he's one of the soldiers that works in the castle, uh, by the name of, uh, Miles. Uh, uh, Mr. Miles wanted to speak with all of you. Some sort of message. Did you guys get the name of, uh, that guy in the room? You guys were the one that talked to him. Well, there were two in that one. There were two in that one room. Yeah, there's a uh, male and a female. Uh, Miles and Tennis, right? Oh, okay. So the so the name is familiar to you. Okay. Yeah, they told us our, their names. Good. Uh, um, we didn't find them on our way down, so I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad that they're they're safe. Yes. And speaking of safe. Um, Vron's eyes sort of cast over you all and then looks to the king. My king, I apologize most sincerely, but I would actually like to speak with this group in private. Um, there are matters in relation to the Citadel that I need to discuss with them. Please understand. And the king nods and says, I do. Please. Take as much time as you need. Uh, and Vron, Caspian, and Deirdre will kind of lead you away from the king off to the side. As they do, uh, Deirdre kind of nudges uh, you in the shoulder, Johannes, and says, Good job not dying. Why does she not truly understand the gravity of that statement? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as uh, as the three of them lead you over to the side, Vron looks upon you all. Caspian has been kind enough to fill me in on some of the more exorbitant details of your work together. Please understand that there is no need for further deception from any of us. Let us lay it all out on the table. I am of the understanding that at some point you came into possession of a drawstring bag filled questionably obtained money. Is this correct? 
Who has that? Great question. I question. Who has it? You. I remember it. You having the bag still, but the money being used. The money being used. I don't think we touched anything in there. Didn't we buy the outfits like with? No, we the outfits were before. Yeah, we got it. We got it. Yeah, you're right. This this is the bag that you got that was supposed to go to Matthias Caldrew. You sent the bill to the king. I'm right. pretty sure we'll still we'll used that. that right. <laughs> oh, oh, we'll get to that. Oh shit! All right, I, um, coming up I, I await with bated breath. Um, um, but I'll kind of I, like, as far as I know, oh, Set was the one who had it. I, last. I think, I yeah, had yeah, because yeah, uh, it was. But we we nary the chance to have used it because we. Yeah, because I, I was I was thinking on whether or not I still had it or if I had given it to Caspian. And that was my my only thing. So if you guys all think I still have it, I still have it. So I'll yep, go ahead right. and reach into my bag and pull it out. Okay. And in terms of whether hand it, over. it had been obtained, I'll be honest. They seemed all like they were necessarily high-end folk. I had presumed that they just had it. Sorry. Thrawn uh, reaches out a hand. I'll for the hand it over to him. He opens it, looks inside. It's a mimic. It kills him. <laughs> I've put my hand in there. I would, I would imagine not. It liked you. Yep. <laughs> uh, Caspian uh, kind of glances between you all and Vron, sort of expectantly waiting for something in Vron. Looks back up at all of you and says, I'm afraid something strange has occurred. New form of on the... At the... Hang on. As you are all aware, there was an attack on the Velvet Curtain by a sect of the Rogue Warforged. In the ensuing chaos, it would appear that a substantial sum of money disappeared and was reported as lost or possibly stolen. I'm afraid after some extensive investigation, the King Citadel has been forced to conclude that the money in question has been lost and is unable to be recovered. It is truly a shame. What a homie. What a homie. Dak. Dak is going to open his mouth, close it, open his mouth again, close it again, just while keeping the same expression. Oh. I'll give you a nod when you just say oh. <laughs> it's okay. Confirming Dak. nod. Be like, yes. That's all you need to say. Furthermore, our head treasurer was kind enough to drop me a line and say that he had received a particularly curious invoice from one of the local shops in regards to some items of clothing 
that were spotted by eyewitnesses at the Velvet Curtain, being worn by a group of figures that no one could fully identify. Perhaps, and this is a working theory, the mysterious assailants wearing the clothes may have stolen the money and were attempting to pass on the invoice of payment in an attempt to hide their tracks. This mysterious group of assailants, whoever they may be, is still at large. Just like Bob, in the meantime, just like turned around, lighter to the clothes. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> in the meantime, in order to ensure that the kingdom's finances remain in balance, the head treasurer has been instructed to make adjustments to ensure that the funds for the invoice are properly sent along to their correct channels and that the proprietors of the shop in question are paid adequately. As such, it occurs to me that this bag should be a fair bit lighter than it actually is. And he takes a large handful of the platinum pieces inside of the bag and removes them. Placing them into a satchel. Frankly, I should find you more, but we're going to pretend that there's no need to. Alright, slightly less homie, but. Still homie. <laughs> Just save it later. <laughs> but hold all questions to the end. I apologize, I did not have a question to ask. Um, I only had a request. If you could let uh, the Saras, Mortens, and Horton know that they do excellent work. <laughs> that matches uh, <laughs> his eyes without uh, flinching. Dak was the name, correct? Um, yes. There is an old saying where I grew up. Loose lips sink ships. And even though there is a lack of water around us, and he leans in real close, you'll find these words hold weight, especially in this situation. That being said, I'm afraid I have no other recourse but to provide you with your well-earned reward 
for your assistance in saving the kingdom and possibly the nation itself. He tightens up the drawstring bag and he hands it back to you. I'll tuck it back away and I'll look at the rest of the group. We'll divvy that up later. Set. Yes. Passive perception. You're feeling the weight. You don't have to check. I'm. Yeah. It's it's enough. You feel the weight of the bag as it's transferred back to you. And you can feel the platinum pieces inside. There's still quite a few in there. Mm -hmm. There's something else in there, too. Heavy, large, oddly shaped. Uh, Three things, actually. Sitting atop of the pieces inside the bag. It wasn't there before, whatever it is. I'll kind of, as I'm taking it and kind of go like that, just give him a look and then just put it away. I understand if this seems a squalid amount for your services. But I'm afraid due to the nature of many of the events that have occurred here, it is difficult for me to to provide you with any sort of reward that is more public-facing. Strictly speaking, your involvement in this investigation should have been non-existent. Now then, I would like to present you with this as well. Uh, And Caspian this time reaches in and pulls out a small set of real thin rolled up scrolls of parchment. Finished off with rose colored ribbon. Hands one to each of you. I understand that you all are not long-term residents of this city. You are, of course, free to stay if you wish. But, if your plan is to move onward, as I'm sure you had other things you wish to do, these should make it a bit easier. Rits of passage. If any of you would like cracker. to open one, you could. Yeah, I'll. I'll unscroll mine too. And take a look. It reads, "Under full declaration of King Boronel, gracious ruler of the nation of Brayland, the person charged within and bearing this document." is granted full protection of the nation of Brayland, as well as safe passage into the neighboring nations. They shall not be harmed or accosted in any way. 
and shall be treated with the utmost respect and dignity. They will not pay any road tolls. They shall be allowed to pass borders without having to declare their items. They will also be granted passage aboard the lightning rail without any expense for the next two years. I could finally go to my first day of work. <laughs> Man, what an explanation. Vron, Vron, uh, Vron chuckles. You could, if not for the fact that the lightning rail is still out of service. Uh, Caspian yes. speaks up. Indeed, and it has already been taken. They've taken it north to the City of Passage for repairs. But yes, the uh, it's going to be down for maintenance for approximately two years. No, no, no. <laughs> Our transit system is much better than the one in the real world. Uh, <laughs> but in all seriousness, we have prepared a set of horses and a carriage for the lot of you so that you may go wherever it is you wish to travel after this. From this point on, you are no longer... Well, you have performed your duties to this investigation and to the city. You are no longer under my charge, and you are free to go. If I may, uh, and Caspian sort of steps forward, I understand that you all came from Sharn initially. If you do ever find yourself going back, I would greatly appreciate if you could actually... I I've asked a lot of you, I know. It it but if you could, and he takes a small little parcel uh, and hands it out to you, if you could deliver this to a... Uh, the King's Citadel in the city of Sharn. Uh, it is in relation to a different matter that is currently ongoing. Um, ask for, uh, well, with my name on it, it bears certification. You could just ask for Lieutenant Cyrus and he will, uh, he will know what to do with it. Cyrus. Also, I, if you do happen to stay in Sharn for a while, just, I don't know, if you find yourself bored and you're in need of some additional money and more danger to get yourselves into. I also have connections with the Clifftop Adventurers Guild. You could stop in there, speak to Horus, Guildmaster, and I'm sure he would have plenty of work for you. Steady pay, and they would provide you with housing as well. If that's the line of work you choose to seek. Horace. Really appreciate it, Caspian. <laughs> uh, 
That sounds like heresy to me. <laughs> the traitor himself. Uh, I'll take the parcel from him and be like, "Well, I'll I'll make sure this gets delivered." Thank you. And it's it's no rush. Uh, I understand. I think some of you were. Most of you, actually, I think we're planning to head north anyhow, so don't don't feel like you need to head all the way back on my account. Just if, if you happen to stop back, you know, it would be very helpful. Of course. And also, uh, <laughs> any kind of... One more thing. Yes. No, One yes. more I'm, thing! I'm, 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 as a player, mocking him. And Vron, Vron looks at him and says... He kind of gives him a look like... This is not something that we can necessarily do often. You are all familiar with the signaling beacons throughout the nations of Corvair, correct? The forms of communication that we've been using pulls out one of those stones the arcane stones these forms aren't widespread they're experimental um we've technically been field testing them this whole time there are ways to reach us if you need to um there are there are beacons throughout the nations you can stop at a beacon and they allow you to essentially cast a modified version of the traditional sending spells that Arcanists use that can extend across great distances. You need only stop at one of them and reach out to us. And if you reach out to me, I will do my best to help. We appreciate it, Caspian. It means a lot. Um, Admiral Vron, if I may, I should uh, I should take a lot of them outside. There was the the gentleman that wanted to speak with him as well, if I may. Uh, Vron says yes, yes. Let's not keep them waiting. Well, good day to you all. Thank you. Pleasure. It's a pleasure, Admiral. Hopefully we meet again. On better terms next time, hopefully. Indeed. He gives you all a curt nod and he walks off towards the king. I thought his name was Vron. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Caspian looks to all of you and says... We better head outside. Uh, and so he will lead all of you out of the hall. All right. And we will return back to where are you? There it is.
You are all led out onto the castle grounds, and you see around you, similar to the, uh, similar to the scene of exiting the lightning rail, what feels like forever ago, but was really almost a week. Large swaths of people, many different groups. You see makeshift tents and cots being propped up as people are given aid. Uh, there are soldiers everywhere, and many of them are either speaking with each other, assessing damages, carrying carts, or aiding citizenry. Um, you see the tall warforged Darius walking around, going from soldier to soldier, um, addressing some of the injured warforged there, um, speaking with them. Uh, Caspian sort of leads you off to the side a bit, where there's a small group of soldiers huddled up, many of them bandaged, uh, and one of them stands and looks at you all expectantly. Short hair, bit of a coif, uh, slight beard, uh, you recognize the face of the man Miles, who you came across inside of the castle. Oh. Johannes sort of like stuff. Miles, are you okay? Yes, I'm. I'm all right. They found me. They, they me and Tines. They, they, they got us out of here. Uh, got us to safety. You all, though, you, you, you survived as well. We sure did. If anything, we're by the skin of our teeth. Bumps and scrapes. I'm glad you were able to make it out. Yes, well, it's thanks to you that that was possible. I, I if, if I may, and he, he reaches into his pocket and he pulls out a small bit of um, kind of this pile of gold and sort of reaches out to you. Please, for your work and saving me and everyone else, please accept this. We, we did what we did to, for the benefit of everyone. You do not need to pay us. Are you sure? I, I just... I, you're, I mean, you're heroes. I, I would be dead without you. I, I, I just feel I, I owe you so much. No, I think, yeah, if I can speak on behalf of everyone else, I think we are, we're just happy that enough people survived and that everyone's okay. Please use, use this money to help you help your family and your community. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of rebuilding going on and a lot of, uh, a lot to overcome from this experience. If we see you around, though, buy us a drink. I would be more than happy to. I would, I would, I would leave a tab open. I would buy the whole round. Actually, you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, that that's a bit much. But I, as many drinks as I could, I would buy for you. Absolutely. We appreciate it. And and, and Tines thanks you as well. She, I believe, she was taken to to check in with her family. I'm sure they were very worried. 
But if she could be here, I, I'm sure she would be uh, just as, as grateful uh, for, for your aid. Yes. W one, yes. Um, if I may interlude, um, the Cow's Eye is a wonderful establishment to drink at. Uh, Caspian butts in. It is. Uh, in fact, we're uh, going to be getting some of the gang together, I think, for a uh, bit of a celebratory drink later. You're welcome to join us, Miles. Miles says, oh, it's, it's very kind of you. It does occur to me that I have, um, I do have some prior engagements. I, I really should check in on my brother and make sure that he's alive. Uh, it would probably be a good idea. Uh, um, but all the same, I, I hope you all have fun, and I will, I will take you up on that offer another time. Best of luck, Miles. Just give a, I give a sort of wave as he walks away. Give him a bow. Uh, he uh he begins to walk away, and as he does, he he bumps into somebody accidentally. Says, "Oh, excuse me." And the other person says, "My apologies, my dearest apologies. I did not mean to hit you." Uh, and they s sort of break away. This All other person, mentally, it'd be in New York. Be like, <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you, man. Fuck in here. Uh, but no, this other person approaches you all uh looking a bit hurried and you see somebody step forward uh elvin a bit short in stature uh long black hair that comes back and is tied in a plate uh large ears that protrude out um sort of like a grayish skin but with red streaks that come across the forehead and down to the cheek. Uh, the figure walks up to all of you. I apologize for intruding on your discussion, but I'm afraid I'm here on some urgent business. Is one of you a Nathaniel Giovanni? Is a Nathaniel Giovanni here? We all turn to look at. Uh, yeah, we all just simultaneously turn, 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 turn to look at it. <laughs> Nathaniel, uh, Nathaniel, cocks an eyebrow a bit and goes, "Right, that would be me, lad." Uh, Pulls a the elf. Call an ambulance. Not for me. <laughs> um, you've been served. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, divorce papers, actually. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. The, the elf gives a deep bow and says, From the Church of the Silver Flame, for you, Master Giovanni. Uh, and Nathaniel takes the letter and goes, Silver Flame, that's interesting. I, okay. And he opens up the letter, and reads it. See, as he reads it, the eyebrow <laughs> furrows a bit. 
He continues to read, getting to the bottom. That's very interesting. The, uh, the elf sort of nods to him. We, uh, we, uh, I, I have, I have a porter ready. Uh, the carriage will take us straight to Thrain. Uh, it will be, uh, probably a few days travel at least, but we shall get there, uh, in due time. And we can provide you with any of the accommodations you need. Uh, Nathaniel looks up. Oh, hold, hold on a moment. Let's, let's not do anything so quickly. Uh, hmm. That's, that's something. Hmm. Kind of looks at you all, bit of a bemused expression on his face. Everything okay, Nathaniel? Well, um, kind of almost like rereads it to make sure you read it right. Thus, it's as the man says, it's from the Church of the Silver Flame, but it's from the Church of the Silver Flame. Oh. The the one in, in Flame Cape up in up in Thrain there. They're asking me to visit them. Um <clears throat> is it alright if I read some of this aloud to them? Uh and the porter sort of bows his head and says it is it is your decision entirely. Uh, I am just here to deliver the letter and of course to accompany you back to Flamekeep safely. Uh Nathaniel nods and says Oh, it says here that there's um there's some sort of a some sort of an issue happening in Flamekeep. Some string of disappearances that are happening and they think I might be connected to it somehow. I guess they want me to to visit Flamekeep so I can provide my expertise and possibly help them to figure out what's going on. Would you... I, is, I don't know, do you need help? Is this... Is this invitation just for me, or is this for... Any kind of gestures to the rest of you? Uh, the elf... I'm afraid it is just for you. I was specifically instructed to bring you and you alone. Well then, um... That's... Huh. I... I... Is it true what this letter says? And the elf nods and says, As much as I am aware of it, yes. We need your aid. Well, it's hard to turn down the... I, I'm reading this right, correct? This is the the High Cardinal of the Church? 
is asking for me. This is getting more and more like. Nathaniel, are you someone important? Uh, the the elf nods and says, "Indeed, it is." And if I may be so bold, even though you are a <clears throat> a a vassal of the sovereign, as it were, any kind of makes eyes at the holy symbol around Nathaniel's neck. Be that as it may, it is clear that your particular following does not impose any sort of complication in your ability to aid the Silver Flame. I'm sure the Cardinal, in all of his wisdom and grace, sees something in you that others might not. <clears throat> but the Silver Flame guides all. I have faith. And so that faith extends to you. Right, but that's a lot of pressure still. Like, that's that's a lot. Okay. Daniel, wow. Go, if you must. This, is a, this seems to be of great honor to you. It's just, it's not that, it's just... If what they say in this is right, it it might not just be me. It might be my family that's involved. That makes it all the more important, doesn't it? How many... He kind of looks back to the elf. It says there's been disappearances. Uh... And the elf nods and says, I'm afraid so. 17. Over the course of seven days. Holy shit. All of them devout members of the Church of the Flame. And what it says here about the weapons, that's true as well? The elf nods. I'm afraid so. Uh, Nathaniel folds up the letter, tucks it into the breast, and he takes his mace, sort of holds it in his hands. He admires it for a moment. Our family has always helped others. Where people need aid, I will go. That's what I do. Uh, he turns to all of you. Will you all be alright without me? I feel like we've only just gotten to know each other. 
I mean, I think I, you know, this sounds incredibly important. I, I think we'll we'll find a way to manage, but at the very least, we know where you're going. Uh, we'll, I'm sure we'll meet up again. You know, I don't, I don't. We we still have to discuss our plans, but I'm sure down the road we'll meet up again. I put my uh, my hand on Nathaniel's shoulder, just like sort of like shake him a little bit. We better, we will. All right, that that reminds me actually. And he reaches into his bag and he pulls out a small rectangular package, um, wrapped in parchment paper like, heavily wrapped up, um, with, like, a seal stamped on it. Uh, and he hands it to you, Dak. Nephew? Doc. I was, uh, I was on my way to Passage. I was actually delivering this package to somebody. He's supposed to be, uh... Supposed to be spending time with, uh, Milo Marigold. Uh, I guess he's got a tavern. Some kind of a tavern or something that he... Resides at there. If you happen to be heading north, would you be so kind as to... Take this package to them? Who's all going to Milo? Have we, have we determined this? Have we come to grips I on just, this? Uh, I, just, I just assumed all of us. I don't think Set was, were you? Have we, like, openly discussed where we're going? I think we've only mentioned where Me we were, Johannes what we were doing in passing. We were both seeing Milo. Yes, I believe, I believe the two of you have mentioned it in passing. Um, Dak looks at Nathaniel. Looks at the uh, thing in his hands. And hesitantly nods his head. Um, I will do this. Okay. Um, I, uh, forgive me. Um, this... It is it's not easy for me to do, but Daka takes a step forward and hesitantly just goes in for a hug with Nathaniel. He sets the mace aside and just wraps you up in an enormous bear hug. You can feel like your spine beginning to pop a little bit. First pops like back is eye wide just up in the sky. Uncle, uncle, you're killing me. <laughs> right, sorry, lad. Sorry, lad. Um. Well, suppose it'd only be right, and he actually reaches down, picks the mace up off of the ground, admires it again, and he hands it to you all. 
What is this? You can see as he hands it forward, the mace that he has been using in battle, this amazingly carved, forged mace. Uh, at the end of it, uh, inscribed, you see the the beginning letters of the first and last name, um, you know, carved into the end, as well as a crest uh, sort of stamped into the metal. He gestures the mace forward to all of you. You should take this with you. Won't you love it? I can craft a new one. It's kind of my thing. But everything that I craft means something. And I want you to keep this mace with you as a reminder of what we managed to do together. And also so that no matter how far away I am, the guidance of Onatar will be with you. Even if I can't be. And again, I can make another one of these in like two or three hours. It's no biggie. Dak, without hesitation, pulls out a dagger. Carefully flips it in his hand and holds it out to Nathaniel. <laughs> Very um, kind of you, laddie, but I'm I'm all right. Um, forgive me, uncle, but in my culture, the exchanging of weapons is an indication of friendship. In it is the declaration of us as Sadiqs. It is only proper for me to hand you a weapon as well. Well, in that case, how could I refuse? He takes the dagger for me and flips it in his hand a few times, tucks it away. I've only used it once. That rat never saw it coming. They never do that. They never do. He looks tall of you. Well, I guess I'd better be going. Didn't think it'd happen like this, but I can't say I was able to predict anything that just happened. But hey, this was fun. <laughs> it was, Nathaniel. Please be safe, Uncle. Of course. We'll miss you, brother. The, uh, the elf bows again. Apologies. I understand that this is a... a moment, but we really must be going. Nathaniel nods. 
All right. Fare thee well. Keep each other safe. May the forge guide you. He gives you a wide, beaming smile and a nod. <clears throat> and turns and he and the elf walk away through the fields until they make their way through the crowds of people. And after a few minutes, just can see the top of his head bouncing between the people's elbows. Until he is out of sight. Uh, Johannes, you feel a hand on your shoulder. As Caspian leans down and says, I think we could all use a drink after that. You could say that again. That again. And it's on me tonight. <laughs> Whatever you say, Clark. Just lead the way. You don't... We we can leave... That is confidential Citadel also, business. Properly utilize that joke. You don't only need to say the word that. As you, you don't know. have to explain the joke. It's fine, Silva. Please, we should let Prince Caspian rest. I'm paying, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> and he just kind of steers all of you as a group off. Uh, as you head off towards the cow's eye. Oh, Morgana's being very cute right now. <laughs> uh, you arrive there. Uh... Let's see if I can. Yes, pick the right track. Uh, you arrive at the cow's eye and you are greeted to a crowd of people there. It appears that the tavern has been closed off for the most part. Save for a gathering of several people who are sitting at various tables. Uh, you see at the bar, handing out drinks, uh, Missy, a smile on her face, uh, right next to her, arms crossed, sort of leaned up against the bar, uh, a watchful eye, gazing around at everyone, you see Sid, uh, with his trusty harpoon leaning against him. At the table sits, uh... A couple various townsfolk, you know, just sort of chattering away with each other. Uh, at one table, you see a woman with green skin, with a large, black, wide-brimmed hat and pointed. You see also, uh, sitting with her, a slightly taller man with sort of flowing, wildish hair. Uh, they appear to be engaged in conversation of some sort. And as Caspian uh, leads all of you in, uh, 
Missy looks to all of you and there's a wide smile on her face. She says, I've never been happier to see returning customers. This time it's actually on Caspian. Caspian's paying. He says so himself. I, I am. That's correct. Uh, Missy gives a big hearty laugh and goes, well, then you better start drinking. <laughs> you got a lot of money to burn through. Uh, and she calls out to the tavern. You hear that, everyone? Drinks are on that guy. And everybody lets out a resounding, <laughs> yay! And Caspian goes, whoa, 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 whoa. No, <laughs> Wait the, the group. No, our, our group, our group. I've, I've got, our, not all the, and everyone's like, oh, you're so great. And they all start going into chant something, for he's a jolly good fellow, for he's a jolly, like, <laughs> cheering and smacking the yeah, tables. And he's like, no, 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 no. I, 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 oh, damn it. No, I deserve this. I deserve this. this not, I deserve this. Yeah. Fine, fine, fine. On the house, and there's another round of applause. And he's, yeah, let out. Uh, everybody gets their drinks and food, celebrates, and you are all led over to a table where the the two people were sitting, and you all take seats. As you sit down, uh, you are uh, reunited with Victoria Skeevil, uh, and Trist. Oh. Sitting at the table in conversation with each other. Long time no see. <sighs> My god, they're alive. <laughs> they're actually Barely. alive. Wow. That's that's fantastic. I am I mean I was I was worried about you dearly from the bottom of my heart I was truly worried about all of you and I'm I'm glad to see that you're okay and Skeevil goes listen I get you're an actor but you don't gotta put on so much of a show and she reaches into her dress and angrily pulls out a fistful of coins and slams them on the table in front of Trist you won the bet fine don't make a big deal out of it she goes back to sipping her drink she's got like a mojito that she's just like drinking from like a little straw <laughs> with, a, with a flower you thought we weren't going to make it back? <laughs> You're gonna tell me that wasn't a safe bet? Come on. Come on. <laughs> you didn't believe in us. I strongly believe in your ability to get killed. And you're you not gonna find many people that can do that. I'll tell you, you right now. You actually betting. You know what? That's valid. That's perfectly valid. Thank you. A few of us have died. Legitimately. That is true. Uh, Trist, put a parlay down. Trist, who is sort of working his way through kind of like a light amber ale, sets it down and goes, I'm sorry, a few of you, though? Oh. Yeah. Dak died. He's fine now, though. He's fine. He got better. Got well, who, he got back to life. He got electrocuted and resuscitated. I beg your pardon? Dak uh, just stares at Tris and just blinks slowly with his one eye. Blinks one eye at a time. <laughs> one eye and then the other. My other eye is bandaged so they can't see. It's just my right. one eye just slowly blinking. Um, Trist goes, that, that, that shouldn't, that shouldn't work. 
That's not how magic works. He he looks to Victoria. That's not how magic works, right? That's it doesn't work like that. And Victoria goes. I, I've kind of given up on trying to figure it out at this point. Things just happen. Yeah. <laughs> Tristan's like, what do you mean? <laughs> you you study magic, and she goes, honestly, if you just go along for the ride, it's gonna be a lot easier. And she takes that, another step of her mojito. He's that just quietly like, goes. The voices haven't been quiet since. Fuck! Wow. Okay. We're gonna table that. Um, <laughs> like this is a time for celebration. Let's. It's like that. as soon as soon as we say that, uh, I do, I look over at Caspian. I go, right. <laughs> Did we tell you that Dak died? <laughs> Caspian is sitting there like, guys. I haven't even taken a sip of my beer yet. Like. Can you, you wait until I get a drink? It. In? You should like, let me just let me just and he just downs the whole damn thing. <laughs> Qu- quietly sipping on some milk. Yeah, that was uh Yeah, Dak died, got brought back. I almost got launched off of the top of the tower. Um Johannes, you went down a few times, right? Oh, by the hair of my teeth. Um, not dead, correct? Oh, I was down. Sorry for the interruption. But not dead. Um, Sorry for the interruption. Uh, But there was a moment where Johannes took out three individuals all by his lonesome. It's better than really, Johannes. Solid work. What can I say? I know how to cook. I'm cook. Uh, <laughs> Trist, Trist raises his his stein to letting him cook. Takes a drink. <laughs> oh God! And he he's like, I, I that reminds me. I am so sorry. Uh, we've already been drinking for twenty minutes. Uh, Silva, Silva. I am so sorry. I have a I have a message for you. Uh, you know my bartender, Marco, right? You, you've you had met previously. In, I I think I think you might have been talking with him when you guys first visited at the yes. at the site. <sighs> Took me a moment, uh, despite only being yeah a couple the, the, days the Tabaxi ago, fella. Really you know, like months. Yeah, even years. Um, I uh. Funny thing, Marco wanted me to pass along a message to you. Uh, I don't know if I've had a really good opportunity to do it until now, so apologies, but uh, I guess it was something to do with someone you were looking for? Uh, a, A woman that you were trying to find. Oh. I guess he heard from a friend of a friend that she was seen somewhere? Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if you're still, you know, looking out for her, but... Yeah, I I mean, I've always been... I I would definitely be curious as to know where Lady Tilda had gone. Yeah, he said 
he mentioned Fairhaven. I guess somebody somebody ran into her in Fairhaven. Interesting. Yeah. Why would she go there? Not a clue. But I I promised Marco I'd pass along the message to you. It seemed like it was pretty important. Well, well with that done, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not it's a been more Caspian's money. <sighs> I'm okay with that. Uh, and the night continues uh, as you all continue to imbibe in the uh, wonderful uh, refreshments and food that Missy has to offer. Um, throughout the evening, you see that various soldiers and townsfolk sort of come in and out um, and she is more than happy to provide them with food and drink uh, you if you wish sort of regale everyone with as much as you know or at least as much as you feel comfortable publicly sharing uh, every so once in a while Caspian will kind of give like a little bit of a side eye like eh, let's not share that part of the story <laughs> Like the secret doors into the castle, and I mean, yeah, and, I mean, and, I'll, and a lot of that. Um, yo, we just busted into the castle by spraying some acid, yo. It was <laughs> <as> shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's this secret door that no one knows about on the backside of the castle, <laughs> guys. All guys, all you need to do is just a cantrip. It was simple as that. Guys, if you play Wizard of Oz and Dark Side of the Moon at the same time, they line up, bro. They line up. <laughs> <laughs> My dealer told me. Uh, so you can see... <laughs> uh, as you continue to enjoy uh, the, the refreshments in each other's company, getting progressively more intoxicated as the evening goes on, at one point, um, set... There's a yes. slight tap on your elbow. I'll turn. Uh, you see Trist has sort of locked eyes with you. Uh, and goes, uh, just sort of says, you know, I'm feeling like I need some air. You, uh, you cool with meeting me over by the window real quick? Sure. Cool. Slip away. Uh, so the two of you just kind of step up and go away from the table. Uh, he doesn't take you outside. He just kind of takes you over to the far wall over by one of the windows there. Um, kind of props himself up next to it. Morbid curiosity. How are you holding up? Like, living-wise. Um, a lot better than I was right afterwards. That's for sure. Okay. Uh, definitely took a little bit, but I think I'm pretty much back now. I uh, I don't get a lot of opportunities to, you know, network with people who have been resurrected. So it's an interesting opportunity for me. Uh, 
if I may be so bold, I wanted to apologize again. Um, it's clear that you weren't just barking up the wrong tree when it came to the whole crazy Warforged attack thing. So, I feel bad if I kind of got in the way of you getting to the bottom of that. I appreciate it. Thankfully, when all is said and done, we were able to put a stop to it and got it taken care of. Who ended up being responsible if that's not classified information? Ain't that a complicated question? Well, really, what was responsible was powerful magic. None of the Warforged uh, were in control of themselves. And none of them remember anything that happened during that time. When, when they were kind of clearing out everybody from the castle, I, uh, I was, I was in the crowd there and I saw them bring out, I mean, I haven't talked to him much, but it's, is it true? Is the, the right hand of the king is gone? Yes. Along with many others, unfortunately. Uh, thankfully, uh, the king is safe, as are a good number of the, uh, the hostages that they had taken. But we have lost many lives in this conflict. It will take time. Did you see who did it? Whoever took him out? We did, yeah. And you can't tell me, can you? It was, uh... Oh, is someone called the Apostate's Hand, is how they refer to themselves? <laughs> I think much more than that would something that shouldn't really be sharing doesn't ring any bells for me anyway how did they kill three what happened completely overwhelmed him seemed to have caught him off guard a little bit It's unfortunate, but one of the many casualties. Yeah. Yeah.
So what are your plans? What are y'all going to do from here? Great question. Um, I think we'll... We might stick around here for another day or so. Get stuff sorted out in the in the aftermath of everything. Let things settle down just a little bit before... Uh, I think most of our group is has a destination they have in mind. So, I think you we'll going be... with them? Yeah, more than likely. I That's good. I don't think I have much else to do. You might be surprised. It's amazing how busy we can find ourselves when we think we're bored. That is absolutely the truth. It's probably a good idea, though. If three is gone, that's... I don't know if I'd consider this city as safe as it was yesterday. I don't know if the city is as safe as it once was, but I do know that they are going to be making strides to regain that safety for everyone here. Well, hey. I can make strides as well. I think they need all the help that they can get. Yeah. From all, all aspects. Entertainment can do wonders uh, in times of unease. It's true, and with the Velvet Curtain out of commission, I mean, people are going to look to the Winchester Scythe as a place to escape it all. kind of exciting if I'm being honest in a weird way absolutely it's what I've wanted I unfortunate circumstances uh, yeah. led to it but uh, it'll definitely uh, definitely be good for for you for the site for the city it'll be helpful Can you do me a favor? Depends on what the favor is. It really does mean a lot to me to be where I am now. I... The, the scythe means a lot. And there's a real opportunity here for something like a fresh start to really really establish something here that's that's going to last and i i would love for you and the rest of the schmucks over there to see a show sometime 
a proper show. But I would actually... If you could not come back, I think that'd be best. Coming up the tree can, again? Yeah, I can, I can tell you this much. I personally don't have any plans for returning. Okay. Even if I do, it would be for briefest of moments to speak to uh, Caspian, more than likely. Uh, but it would be in, in and out. You will likely never see my face. Respectfully, I hope you're right. With hey, I understand. <laughs> With three gone, I, I don't know what the house is going to do, but they're going to rain down hell, I imagine. And I mean, I'm going to do everything I can to not heed that call, but like I said before, if they... I don't think I want to be the one that has to do it. I understand. Trust me. I don't want that to come to fruition any more than you do. And I'm, I can only imagine that with everything that's occurred here, there will be some very, very angry people at the house. Johannes. That's me. Oh, uh, and you should go ahead and make a perception check for me. Um. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> How do dice work? Uh, <laughs> hey, it's a 30 in the natural one chart. Hey. I had to get one more in. Oh, boy. Hey. Oh, boy. <laughs> Okay, we'll get to that. Okay. That's interesting. You're actually going to roll again. For perception? Yep. Okay. That is an 11. Okay. Both not good rolls, but... You... It's enough. Because you saw this before, and you're seeing it again. You're a bit... More intoxicated, granted, but out of the corner of your eye, you're kind of able to see that, you know, Set and Trist have sort of broken off from the group and are hanging out over on the wall there. And you can see Trist's forearm is exposed. They're, the, ro the sleeve of their robe has kind of been pulled up a bit. They're in a little bit more of a casual stance. And same place you saw it before, you see it again. Etched in Thieves' Cant the number six upon their wrist. Triss speaks to you, Seth. 
I'll do everything I can to stay here. Appreciate it, truly. You're probably going to run into some of the others when you're out there. You know that, right? I am aware. I am very much working on uh, making it so that I will be stronger and more protected so that if they aren't as uh, open as you are, uh, I will be able to walk away from those encounters. Like I said, you better stick with them. Yeah. That'll definitely be the plan. Safety in numbers. Yeah. And you have to call me when you burn the house down, all right? Oh, trust me. You will know. And I'll kind of just reach out and, like, grab onto his forearm and put my hand on his shoulder. Walk back to the table. The two of you return to the table and retake your seats. And as the night continues on, the gentle sounds of people gathering together in the air We pull away from the tavern, seeing the night sky overhead, once again littered with these arcane street lights, shimmering like stars just above the rooftops. As for now, peace returns to the city of Road. And that is where we will end tonight's session. As well as the first arc of this campaign. Yeah! Hell yeah. It's been a long one. No, no doubt about that. It's been a long one. But where we go from here is entirely up to all of you. You have a choice to make. Mm. Many of you still have lingering connections to the city of Sharn, its people, its places. And you've been offered opportunities thanks to Caspian Durant. If you wish, you are free to return and possibly find new work or new mysteries to solve. You could also continue to head north, as many of you initially were going to do, and pursue your goals there, likely stopping in the City of Passage in the nation of Ander. Thanks to the king, you will be able to do so without trouble, though I can't speak for what you'll find when you get there. Even then, there is a third option. 
Though you will not have immediate access to the lightning rail and the extravagant travels of the airships owned by the houses may be a bit out of your reach financially. You are free from this moment to leave the city of Rote and go anywhere you wish. North, south, east, or west. It is your campaign and it is your decision as a group. Whether you wish to take these paths or forge your own. Next session will be a bit different. We will be meeting together to discuss everything that has happened in the campaign so far. Possibly tie up a few loose ends here and there. And you all have the ample opportunity to decide where it is you wish to go next. But from this moment onward, the campaign is yours. And so we will end it there tonight. Thank you all for watching. Thank you all for playing. We'll see you next time. Farewell. Mr. Beast. <laughs> Not there yet. <laughs> oh. Are we live? Yeah. Yes, hold on. Uh, I don't know. Marshall's muted, but I'm assuming not. Congratulations, everyone. You have.